the Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung, off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. Welcome back to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. This week, Paul and I are chatting about why we love Lanzarote. Lanzarote is our top-selling destination and it is a great year-round destination. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jill. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. So tell me why people love Lanzarote. Why is it our top destination every single year? Yeah, do you know, like, when you compare, you know, top one, top two, as, as a single destination, like Lanzarote is one of the Canary Islands, mm-hmm. and the Canary Islands are part of Spain. So when we look at Spain overall, Spain overall is Ireland's number one destination, like over 2 million visits per year from Ireland to Spanish destinations. Like it is incredible. There's only 5 million people on this island (laughs) and yet there are 2 million visits every year by Irish people to Spain. Wow. We are the highest per capita country in the world for visits to Spain, hands down. Wow. So the Spanish love us. They just would prefer if there was loads more loads millions more of, of us. us. <laughs> there is only the five million of us, so they only get two million visits by comparison to the UK. But per capita, that is a 40% penetration, two million out of five million. Wow. So really huge. And then you look at Lanzarote and Lanzarote is for the holiday market, hands down. It may not have the most capacity. The most capacity out of Ireland could well be the likes of Malaga, yeah, where, yeah. you know, there's huge frequency of flights every day. Aer Lingus have the A330. They're large, you know, wide-bodied aircraft. They have the A330 on Dublin, Malaga every single day from mm-hmm. April through to October. It's a great experience. Um, plus other flights during the day. Ryanair have at least three or four flights a day to Malaga, and that's just out of Dublin. Yeah. Then look at the capacity to Malaga out of Cork and out of Knock and out of Shannon and out of Belfast. And Malaga may have more capacity than Lanzarote. Malaga is kind of that mix of city touring around yeah. and people who own property. Lanzarote pretty much is pure holidays. There's pure some people holiday. who own property there, yeah. but primarily it's holidays. And it is Spain's our number one holiday destination in terms of the Travel Agent Association, in terms of the travel industry out of Ireland. And it is like it is quite a quirk of nature, yeah. you know, because the other islands developed earlier. The likes of Tenerife and Gran Canaria were the two primary Canary Islands that were at the forefront of tourism through the 60s and 70s. Okay. Lanzarote came on board a little bit later in the 80s. And by that stage, the Spanish government had kind of got their head around planning and how resorts would look. Because in the 60s and 70s, it was very much a case when the package holiday was taking off that you just built hotels. And it didn't matter how they looked, how high they were, how ugly they were, or the impact on the environment. They were all a very different time and a very different perspective. Yeah. So Gran Canaria and Tenerife, in terms of the initial resorts that were built on those two islands, was very much traditional high-rise holiday accommodation without what we would consider to be great planning. So Lanzarote was undeveloped. Okay. It's a, it's a smaller island, more volcanic, but it was very much undeveloped. And the Spanish government looked at it and said, okay, let's, let's try and do something different here. So Lanzarote planning rules from day one were low rise. Okay. So in terms of the island, it has a very different feel. Everything about Lanzarote is low rise. And they also restricted all development in terms of the colour of the buildings. Yeah. So the buildings have to be white. Yeah. And the only painting for the wood and these buildings is blue or green. It's fascinating. So they, they, they're like, okay, it was the 80s, early 90s. Yeah. 
it hadn't the same level of kind of planning foresight and environmental issues and sustainability issues that we now look at. But it was an attempt to say, okay, we did what we did in Grand Canary and Tenerife and it worked. It it solved a a purpose, created a lot of capacity in hotels, but maybe it's not the prettiest. We have another island here that we're about to start opening up and developing, but let's do things differently. And they did do things differently. So it's low rise, it's less density, smaller properties. And I think that appealed to the Irish from day one. They liked the the less kind of high risey, busy yeah. feel of the place. And the main resort, Puerto del Carmen, developed from that. The planning pretty much complied with the, the white piece, <laughs> the lovely white buildings and the blue and green wood. Um, and, you know, what Lanzarote has that we don't have is year round sunshine. Oh, yeah. So like all of the Canaries have year round sunshine and like we are we are sun starved in this country. So for the wintertime, the Canaries are an absolute number one choice. Yeah. But even in the summer, because they're in the Atlantic, they don't get incredibly hot. Like you are going to see hotter temperatures in the likes of Majorca and in the Med than you would in the Canary Islands. So even though the Canary Islands are further south, they're in the Atlantic, so they get more of a breeze. Yeah. So it is a little bit more temperate. It gets hot in the summer, that's for sure. But it is it is really popular. So I think the Irish just liked Lanzarote from day one. And, you know, we've covered this in one of our other podcasts that people go back to places year yeah. after year. And you have generational travel to Lanzarote. You have people who only think of Lanzarote as a destination. They build an affinity with their favourite resort and their favourite property in Lanzarote. And it's passed on to the kids. Like we yeah. see it in our office yeah. where, you know, some of the staff in the office we're going there as kids and they're now going with their kids. Yeah. Because they just love it. They 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 had great holidays there when they were kids. They like the buzz of the place. Uh, it really has developed in a very kind of environmentally friendly way on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is busy, it's a busy resort, there's plenty to do, plenty to see. Nightlife is great, restaurants are great. But it has maintained that kind of laid back, low rise feel, which some kind of encroach on you. Yeah. So it's, I think it's it's a huge amount going for it. And then apart from the resorts, there is just so much on the island to see. Yeah. And I think this is what the tourist board have been really good at doing. Yeah. You know, it's a volcanic island. So they've exploited, you know, showcasing Tim and Fire yeah. and the whole volcanic nature of how the island to, was formed. Yeah. yeah we, and it was amazing. We had our food quick, cooked off the, the heat of the volcano. It was yeah, just like amazing. They, they have vineyards there. Yeah. Like they're doing incredible things. They're doing some great stuff with food. I really think as a tourist board and all of the Canary Islands are very good at this. The individual tourist boards for each of the islands are really passionate. And it shows because the the, the identity of the islands is is very unique to each other. Like the Canary Islands is seven core islands, four main tourist islands, Grand Canary, Tenerife, Lanzarote and Fuerteventura. But the identity and the buzz and the vibe and the feel is very unique. And I think, as I said, what Lanzarote has done is it's exploited not only their holiday offering, but what you do when you're there offering. So you get to see the volcano piece. You get to see their architecture. You get to see the ruggedness. Like it's, you know, it's lunar landscape. It's like being on the moon. It's so different. You're not going to see it on the other islands, Uh, even though they're all volcanic to some extent. Yeah. But there you really get to see it. And from a planning point of view, outside of the resorts, they have been very good at keeping the, the kind of nature piece of the island as an offering. So for consumers and younger consumers who are thinking 
environmental issues and think sustainable issues. Yeah, you do have to fly to get to the island, but we live on an island, so short of sailing mm, too, yeah. or getting a ferry or swimming, you're not going to get off this <laughs> island any other way. And thankfully, our core airlines have fairly young air fleets, so they're more fuel efficient. Yeah. So from that point of view, when you're there, their offering is really, really, really great. Oh, that's brilliant. And the beaches, what are the beaches like? The beaches are lovely. Like they are darker sand because of, of the volcanic piece. That's really cool. Um, but some great beaches, you know, like the main beaches in Puerto del Carmen heading up towards Costa Sal and up towards Posilos and Matagorda. Like they're just lovely beaches down in the south, Playa Blanca, further north of the airport in Costa Teguise. Some absolutely great beaches. And because the island is flat, they've also targeted that kind of fit, healthy, sporty yeah consumer who's looking to cycle to hike to walk like the Lanzarote Marathon, Marathon is there yeah. there's some great cycling holidays one of my pals is just back he was he was there in April his first time to the island with his wife they hadn't had a holiday in years and he just wanted to do something special for the two of them they had a great holiday he's a great cyclist so he was cycling for the whole time he was there the wife started joining him every other day she's bought a mountain bike since, <laughs> since she's come home and they've rebooked to go back in September that's so great. that to me is kind of what Lanzarote is great at. It's great at satisfying consumers with great holiday ideas um, and, and offering something for all markets. It is not just the sporty crowd, yeah. the environmental crowd. You know, it is the family market. It is the younger couples market. It is the younger families market, as we see with our own staff. Yeah. Like, we have some of our staff down there at the moment on holidays. We have more of our staff going out this weekend, all of whom have young kids. Yeah. And even though it's a four hour flight, as a family, they're saying it's a very short transfer. Yeah. It's great value for money because what that, you know, that's a, a really important point in the Canary Islands. These are 12 months of the year destinations. Yeah. So in the wintertime, they don't have much competition. Yeah. So the prices are high. In the summertime, they have lots of competition but they've already made their money in the wintertime. The likes yeah. of Mallorca only has six months trading. Yeah. Really. Yeah. The Canary Islands have 12 months trading. So they can afford to be very price aggressive during the summer. They can lower their prices in the summer so that as a product offering, holidays in the Canary Islands are better value for money than the Med a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. That helps keep Lanzarote up there in that number one spot. Yeah. So like coming back to the the cycling, the running, the hiking, the golfing, like there's, you know, La Santa is down there for like great outdoor 50 metre pools. Barcello have a stunning hotel in Costa Teguise where they have a lap pool, an Olympic pool. Yeah. Loads of swimming clubs go down there for warm weather training in the wintertime. You know, there's, there's a whole sport and health theme going with the holidays in Lanzarote yeah. that... We are seeing other destinations adopt, but uh, Lanzarote has very much been a leader yeah. in, in going after that audience. And, you know, we see it with the numbers that we have going down for the Lanzarote Marathon. It's in December. It's the perfect time to run a marathon. It's not blisteringly hot, but it's very yeah. pleasant. And it's a great way to get whoever you live with to tag along with you and yeah. support you for the marathon because they're going to get a holiday in the sun in exactly. December. What's not to like? Yeah. Yeah. And also the, for Lanzarote is really big for water sports as well. So people <gasps> great, who enjoy great windsurfing, water skiing, like it's, you know, it's so cl like you have such choice of beaches. You know, yeah. most of the beaches are on, on that side of the island where the airport is. The airport is near the capital of Arrecife. They've just opened an amazing mall just outside of Arrecife. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's the downtown mall, but I'll find out and we'll, we'll put it into yeah. the notes after this. Only opened last year. Are the open mall? 
I think it's the open mall and it is open as in outdoors. Yeah. It is stunning. But most of the beaches are on that side. Costa de Guise, Puerto del Carmen, Posillos, Matagorda, then down to Playa Blanca in the south. Oh, just just really, really lovely. And, you know, then you can get over. Like Lanzarote is just next door to Fuerteventura. If you head down to Playa Blanca, you can just hop a ferry and you're over in Carleco and Fuerteventura in an hour, 90 wow. minutes. That's cool. Yeah, and you get so to take in two. You could do yeah. two. Yeah, easily. But I could just... The people, the people who listen to this, who are Lanzarote, you know, supporters, will know exactly what I'm talking about as to the reasons why they go back all the time. Yeah, yeah. And who is Lanzarote for? Do you know? It sounds a bit of a cliche, but it is for absolutely everybody. What's interesting, I think, if I look at what has happened recently, I think the island has um, responded to the fact that their luxury offering was weaker than Gran Canaria and Tenerife. Yeah. So they have definitely invested in their five-star properties. We have seen dreams and secrets move into the island. They have bought properties, developed properties on the island. They're really good five-star chains. The dreams is five-star families. Secrets is five-star adult only. And they have done, They're like they're in the Caribbean. They're now in an awful lot of destinations in Spain. But in Lanzarote, it was great to see them move in. Yeah. The Los Variones Hotel, which was one of the first hotels on the island built in the 60s, has undergone a 50 million euro refurb. Wow. Smallish hotel, not big, like around the 200 room size, but in a stunning location right in the central Puerto Carmen, effectively its own beaches. None of the beaches are private in Lanzarote. They're all public. But the way the hotel is constructed, you can't really get onto <laughs> yeah. their beaches any other way other than through the hotel. Through the hotel. So it's effectively private. They've spent 50 million wow. refurbing that property and, and bringing it up there. You have La Isa y El Mar. You have Lava Beach. You have now got, and that's just in Puerto del Carmen, not to mention some of the great five stars down in Playa Blanca, like the Princess Eitza, yeah. Sister Hotel yeah. of the Fariones, some of the great Ibero stars, um, more of the H10 properties down there. So the island has really upgraded its accommodation offering. Yeah. And the price point of the standard and the value for money that Lanzarote offers, I think is incomparable yeah. in terms of what they do. So... It has, it has addressed the luxury market and it has that. Like, we look at the prices of um, the Vulcan down yeah. in Playa Blanca, one of our best-selling five-stars. The price of the Princess Eitza and the volume, like our Princess Eitza, which is a stunning five-star with great family offering, the Kiko Land uh, family area, yeah. all of that right on the beach in Playa Blanca. Like, that is in our top five for Lanzarote in terms of top sellers. And all of our top sellers for Lanzarote are four or five-star. Yeah, Everything is four or five star. But it also has the smaller apartment buildings for the the people who are looking for the more laid back. So they have the great luxury. Then they have the smaller kind of apartment buildings, the more traditional apartment buildings around Puerto del Carmen that literally just offer part time reception, small pool, nice accommodation and very chilled, very relaxed and, you know, really well located. Some great stuff for families like the likes of the Costa Sal and the Acora. You know, Sands Beach is also Sands Beach, really like Sands Beach is yeah. in, in Costa de Giza is just idyllic. Like it's got its own lagoon. Yeah. Some of the units come right down onto the beach. The rest of the units are built around their own pool areas. Yeah, um, it's a great resort. It is just lovely. And like that's where Lanzarote Marathon is based. Loads of the bike car. They have squash courts. Right. They have loads of sports stuff. So for, you know, the, the families that have a mix of ages, those teenagers and more active kids are going to have plenty to do on site. And again, you're looking at the value for money. Compare a holiday, a family holiday to Sands Beach to a family holiday 
on the Costa del Sol or the Algarve and it's going to be substantially cheaper. Mm. The over 50s markets love Lanzarote yeah. for the winter time. It's primarily their their travel time tends to be kind of mid-September to kind of Easter time yeah. is when we see that volume really pick up. Yeah. And that's when those hotels target that group, that audience. And, you know, give us some great deals with breakfast and dinner included. Give us some great deals with wine, wine included. included. And yeah. you have like the absolute kind of famous hotels like Vic San Antonio, a lovely four star, not out of the world in terms of anything special, but they have just gone after everything really well. Yeah. Their food delivery is brilliant. Like their food service in the restaurant is great. The staff are just so friendly and so good at what they do. The repeat level in that hotel is off the Richter scale. Yeah. It's on the beach, great location. And then every night on in-house, superb entertainment. So it just ticks the boxes. It targets different audiences at different times of the year. I was back down there last December. Uh, my parents love it. Yeah. You know, it's got it's absolutely got something for everything. Then you also have nearby to the Vic, you have the, the Beatrice Playa, further up in Costa Giza, Beatrice Costa Giza. And they're just great offerings for an audience that, Wants sun in the wintertime, yeah. wants to take it easy, wants a hotel rather than apartment, don't want to swap their kitchen, want breakfast put on the table in front yeah. of them, want dinner on the table in front of them and don't want the bother and want entertainment nearby and have an incredibly good holiday, you know, four hour flight, no time difference, tons of flights like Erlingus and Ryanair are flying to Lanzarote every single day, huge yeah. capacity out of Dublin. And then you have the added advantage that it's pretty much year round out of the likes of Cork and Shannon and summer out in Knock as well as Belfast. So, yeah. you know, you you can basically pick the airport that suits yeah. you best, which is really important for our audience because we know our Cork market like to fly out of Cork, our Shannon Limerick yeah. market like to fly out of Shannon, the same with the West market liking to fly out of Knock. So it is great that you have such good connectivity yeah. into Lanzarote. Short transfers like the airport in Arecife is south of the capital Arecife. So it's a really short transfer into Puerto del Carmen. Yeah. A uh, little bit longer down to Playbank, a little bit up to Costa de Giza, but not not far. No. So from that point of view, it's a doddle. And with the frequency of flights, like they all have early morning and, and late afternoon now in the summertime, it's a lot of flights every yeah. day. Just look at the board in Dublin Airport, yeah. get onto the website, have a look at any of the airports and you'll see the frequency. It's huge. Yeah, that's great. And those islands are duty free. Wow, you know, so that's cool. technically they're in the EU, but they sit outside of the EU for VAT purposes. So great duty free shopping in the shops on the street. Um, really good value for money. And, and that 12 month open season piece that we were talking about earlier means that the restaurants get 12 months business. The hotels get 12 months business. The attractions get 12 months so it's business. it's busy year round. So it's well. busy year round, yeah. you know, but not overly busy. You never feel like it's crowded. But that 12 months of business means they're really competitive. They really know how to target the audience in terms of a competitive offering. So when we come to the value for money piece, again, it does what it says on the tin in terms of Lanzarote. And what would be your favourite area to stay when in Lanzarote? <laughs> That's a tough one because it would almost depend on who I was with okay. as to where I'd stay. And it probably would be more property led rather than the area than area. So like okay. if it was sporty, maybe up at the Barcello uh, life in Costa de Giza. If it was with my parents down in the Vic, if it was just the two of us, maybe La Isla del Mar in Puerto del Carmen or the or I'd love to I'd love to check out the the, the new Fariones, like according to pals of mine who have been there just back. They loved it. Yeah, I they really. Well, 50 million is <laughs> yeah. to be a lot to love.
you'd have to like it. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that's everything. Is there any other tips that you have for Lanz already before we finish off? If you haven't been, go. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, you know, you're going to go back. Like the proof is in the pudding. When you see the level of repeat booking, not only to the island, but to the properties on the island where consumers go. And when you see the investment that those properties are putting into the product that they offer to the consumer, you understand why destinations are successful. Like there's a reason Lanzarote is number one in terms of the holiday market. And that reason is down to the island itself and the surroundings and the environment and the product it offers. But it's also down to all of the tourist providers, the accommodation providers, the restaurateurs, the, the the transport providers and everybody who gets behind. Like as an island, tourism is their thing. That's yeah. it. And, you know, they're absolutely focused on delivering a great holiday product for the consumer. So for those of you that have been, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. it probably, you know, you, you can relate to the reasons I'm talking about why people go back and why it is so popular. For anybody who hasn't been, Get rid of those preconceptions yeah. and get going because no matter what you're looking for, if it's the luxury piece, if it's the sporty piece, if it's quite relaxation, if it's great value for money, if it's a stunning family holiday or if it's a quiet value for money price point, you're going to find it in Lanzarote. Yeah. Lanzarote has it all. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for the, all those tips, Paul. And um, we hope it's sort of got everyone interested in going to Lanzarote and understand why people love to go back and if you'd like to follow us on our social media please do on LinkedIn Facebook Instagram TikTok and we're also on Twitter and if you have any suggestions please email us at podcast at thanks for listening thanks Paul cheers thank you guys bye